0: You're listening to Super Manager, the podcast for people who manage people and business with ideas, trends, and expert
1: interviews to help you be a super manager. So this week we're going to be talking about can you reduce your levels of stress and still really care about what you're doing at work? And I have got my very non-stressed out super <laughs> friends with me. We have
2: Vicki Wars, Wars Consulting, human resources support for small to mid-sized
3: businesses. Joel Emrich Ignite Strategies. I serve as a sales systems architect for small and mid-sized businesses.
4: Kim Baker with Vivid Performance Group. Organizations hire us to help them align and synergize their human capital, culture, and organizational agility.
0: And Maggie Peterson with C Six Solutions. I work with human resource organizations on copy and content marketing.
4: And
1: I'm Samantha A's with CN Video. We do corporate video production. I used to work in this office that was so stressful. It was a bank, and it was going through a buyout and just the whole office environment was extremely high stress and i remember driving into work in the mornings having a pep talk with myself actually giving myself the old no matter what happens just focus on getting your work done don't let the politics don't get tangled up in it just focus on the work and get it done everything will be okay and then having a talk with myself on the way home just in tears going why did i let it get to me why couldn't i just And I remembered thinking, you know, life would be so much easier if I just didn't give a crap about my job. If I just didn't care about what I was doing, I could go in and no matter how people behaved and no matter what happened, I could just work along happily, no problems. Mm -hmm. But when you really care about what you do and it means something to you, it's easy to get tangled up in all of the stress. So
2: the question is, do you have to not care? Understand what is stress. Stress is generally brought on by being in a situation that you are ill prepared to handle or it's just too overwhelming what's going on and it's either you're in a job you don't like you're in a job you do like but it's like drinking from a fire hose and, and you can't <laughs> yeah. you can't get control of your situation mm. so de-stressing speaking to mm. your manager saying, look, this is the situation. I'm not saying I can't do the work. I certainly can do the work. And the manager needs to see the situation for what it is that there's too much on one individual. You're getting ready to lose somebody that's really good because stress is one of the major drivers for people to leave work. I think some people are also just
1: prone to causing high stress.
4: Well, causing high stress or feeling it. Feeling it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you're right.
1: I, I meant like causing yeah. it for
2: themselves, yeah. but yeah, feeling it
4: is a so way of saying when we look some look at, people
3: are good at causing
2: yeah. it, others. So, right. I
1: mean,
2: so this, like drama queens. Okay, all right. Yeah. So
4: this concept of psychological capital is exactly what you're referring to, and this has come out of the positive psychology. So an organization, we understand what green capital is. We understand human capital. It's the aggregate of all the competencies in the organization. Social capital, political capital. Well, this concept of psychological capital looks at, and there's an acronym, and it's HERO, right? So H is for hope, E is for efficacy, R is for resilience, and O is for optimism. And so people who are high in psychological capital weather the stress better. And part of it underneath this is when we look at the five-factor personality, there's some elements of that. So you're absolutely right. Some of us are more resilient, things just don't seem to bother us. The same stressor on you may not bother you, and I wilt, right? But the beautiful thing is, is that we can do things to help people. We can assess their psychological Mm -hmm. capital, and then based upon where they're struggling, we can help them. And it's very contextual. You can be in an environment that's really easy and have low psychological capital and you'll do fine, but put you in a really demanding, stressful environment and you don't. So you're absolutely right. It's it's linked. I was gonna say
0: I think another way of seeing that and maybe saying it is do you know where your own mental and emotional balance is? Because if you know that it's starting to tip one way, can you do something to find that center balance again before it tips too far in the wrong direction? What do you mean? Give me an example. When you're in that job and you're starting to work too many hours, do you realize that and find a hobby that gets you out of the office so it gets your mind off something else? Oh, I see. And you can recharge and it recenters your balance versus you're thinking about that work. You know you're working too many hours, but you don't think you can leave because you've got all this work done, so you've just got to keep trying. You're not recentering your balance at that point. So finding that hobby, finding something to give you a balance back... I think is but, important. That, but
2: that's important. That yeah. is important. And, and you hit on a real key there. We can control our stressors by pulling away and doing something we enjoy doing. You've heard of people say, I'm so stressed out, I'm going for a run. Yeah, I'm so stressed out. Or walk. Or I walk. walk. Yeah. Or I'm going, I need to exercise to get this stress off. Or I need to go listen to music, I need to go draw. Music is a
0: good one. there are people that find peace in the religion, whatever religion. Inject, that the is. meditation, the, s- the spirit, spirit, spiritual yeah. balance.
2: So it, those are kind of self loving things mm-hmm. to do when your your stress levels are so high. It doesn't mean something goes away, but it, it at least gets you away to de stress. I
1: think a problem is though that a lot of people in order to cope with it, and I have seen it in so many people, is that you just don't care anymore. You get to a point where you say, if I care about doing a good job, if I care about doing things right. We had a podcast discussion a couple of weeks ago with Jerry. It was on gender bias, and he was talking about his daughter and how stressed out she gets at work because she takes things seriously and wants to do things right, and she's got a couple of coworkers that are goof-offs and don't really care, and it was causing her a lot of stress. And I think the problem is that some people do, when they're starting to feel the stress, their solution is to just not care as much about what they're doing, to just not let it get to them as much.
4: Yeah. So I'll speak to the pathology of stress. Okay. So one of the tools that I use in personality work is we look at the kind of the bright side of personality, the everyday day in and day out. We can also look at what we call the dark side of personality. And so when we're stressed or we're complacent, what comes out, right? And we look at it from a no risk Mm -hmm. to a high risk. So just because you're under tremendous stress doesn't mean that you actually have a high risk for some of these behaviors. One of the behaviors is diligence. So some of us, and I happen to be one of these, mm-hmm. that's where I have the high risk, is that when I get really stressed and there's a lot of important work to do, I will become very diligent about it. Me I will. Too those T's, they aren't crossed, they are double-crossed. Those I's aren't dotted, they are triple-dotted, right? Right. Because it's a way of control, control. Mm -hmm. it's my control. Mm -hmm. I don't have any other high-risk behaviors for stress, but that one I see to myself. And that knowledge was very freeing, but another one is dutiful, then we have bold and imaginative, and by the way, these align with the DSM, which is very interesting. So you start to see in organizations where there's a high degree of stress, we start to see very pathological behavior come forward. People who kind of this narcissism may start to show up, almost schizophrenic type behavior. It's not truly schizophrenic, <laughs> but on the outside looking in, it does. So stress can lead to very pathologically unhealthy environments. I was working in an organization that was bought by private equity. You saw the behavior over the course of three months and six months, the dismantling and just the stress behaviors. People who are behaving in ways they never behaved before. You're absolutely right. Different people act in different ways. And some people, they weather better than others. And it's a direct linkage to personality types. And so we can assess if, if it.
1: People, if someone thinks that disengaging is the solution, clearly that's not a good solution. How do you find a better solution other than disengaging?
4: First of all, how are you defining or identifying if they're disengaging? The work not getting done at all, not getting done in a quality manner, that's where the manager comes in or the team. If you're working in a self-directed team, that's where the team lead or somebody has to come in and give the feedback. That's where the annual performance review is dead. We should be doing right. things quarterly, right, and right, right. but always continuous feedback. Shouldn't be a surprise to me that I'm learning that I'm not meeting the needs of the organization Correct. or my team members, right? And the other thing is that we have to do is we have to teach managers and peers how to give better feedback in a way that's very healthy, in a way that targets behaviors, isn't personal, is tangible, observable, that somebody getting the feedback can do something with. We're not comfortable giving feedback as a business community. Most of us are not comfortable doing it and don't do it well.
3: So I've always viewed stress as mainly being a manifestation of our lizard brain. Something occurs and it makes us either go into fight, flight, or freeze. Yep, what, the amygdala. One of those three is, the amygdala hijack we yeah, call that if yeah. you're stuck there. So too much stress happens and that kicks in. Everybody responds differently to it. They have their own way of going about it and the coping mechanisms. The people I've always known who have said they deal the best with stress and I perceive as dealing the best with stress are the ones who really can follow what's called the serenity prayer, but more or less they are, yeah. they are able mm-hmm. to yep. acknowledge, okay, I have no control over this. There is nothing I can do about it, so I'm going to consciously choose to let it go. And some people are better at that than others. And there's things that we can all do to practice that. But it requires a degree of pulling out of the emotional situation, looking at it from an observer perspective, and making an intentional choice. Mm -hmm. Now that takes practice. It's easier said than done. But it takes Mm -hmm. practice, it takes self-awareness, emotional intelligence, all of these things. When I've hired people before, I've always told them, I expect people on my team to keep three things in balance. That is your work life, your family life, and some form of spiritual life. And by spiritual, it might be going to church, it might be playing guitar, it might be sitting on top of a mountain. There's any number of things that can Mm -hmm. fall into that spiritual category. But it's something that provides you some personal fulfillment. And what I've always seen is when I have an employee where one of these three core components of a stool gets out of whack, they start falling over. And the way they take it out on the other people around them is frequently brutal. It's not pleasant. Mm. This goes back to... 15 or so years, we had an employee that was our number one revenue producer at a company, but they were spending no time with their family. All of their time was in the office. That was it. That's all they had going on. It was creating all sorts of castigating problems across mm-hmm. everybody. And what we did as part of their annual compensation package is we sent them and their family on a week-long Disney cruise. Now, this was before phones and mobile office stuff, but you will leave and you will go with your family on a Disney cruise, and gosh darn it, you will have fun. (laughs) Well,
1: that's actually very interesting. I'm listening to what you're saying, and I think it's like a light bulb went on, because I'm thinking back to me in my car, driving home, gripping the steering wheel, crying, and it occurs to me that I didn't have to not care about my job to feel better. I just had to not care about the bullshit to feel better. There was some fulfillment that was missing in my personal life that was keeping me from being able to just blow off the bullshit and still care about the job.
3: That's an interesting revelation. One one thing I have observed. Thank you. uh, I I don't know (laughs) know if anybody has, if there's ever been any research on this, but people who are in environments where there's lots of things that they can't control, like they're long-term projects, there's lots of people involved. They also seem to really like cooking. And that that, that, they, <laughs> they, that. They, they fall into cooking. And my theory, I've uh,
1: gotten into that research. I've,
3: I've never seen any data research. This is you know, uh, who would actually research this. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's a grant somewhere. <laughs> but uh, uh, but my theory about this is we'll put that, that on your to do list. Cook, yeah, cooking is an activity that somebody can individually plan. Execute, deliver, and evaluate in a finite Mm -hmm. reasonable amount of time.
1: And taste. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Well, that that too.
3: You're not dependent on a lot of other people. I mean, if I go in the kitchen to cook dinner, if something goes wrong, it's just me. It's not that person in the cubicle next to me who didn't do their part of the job and now I'm angry. It's just me. I forgot to buy the salt. Whatever the case may be. But people who are in those sort of positions with all those uncontrollable, big-picture responsibilities mm-hmm. frequently also really enjoy mm. to cook. There's a release mm-hmm. they get out of it. I think there's a control to it. No, that's, that's interesting. When I'm
1: stressed, I feel like cooking. When I yeah. cook a meal. It makes me feel
2: better. Yeah. That's, that's interesting.
1: So I, I've noticed that oh, pattern you know,
3: with, with people yeah. in those sort of
2: a, So we've I got a solution. Get when dressed stressed when, very often. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, no, I don't, don't know. I think Joel's found the solution.
1: Instead of I not caring about your job, just take up, cook a meal. <laughs> yeah. Cook a meal, you'll feel a lot better. No, that's that's great. That's been very insightful. We also had a, a, some input from a couple people on the web. We had Dalton, who said you have to care more about what you can control versus what you can't. Uh, that's an immediate stress reducer, and we talked a little bit about that. And then we also had Rebecca. I guess she works in a theater. It says at the theater, it doesn't matter how much stress I have on any given day because the next show will have a completely different patrons and different situation.
3: And she also continued that conversation with me offline. But what's interesting, both of those people are in education. Dalton is a band director, and my question for him was, how do you deal with stress in that environment? I mean, you have students, you have performances, you have expectations, pressure, parents, administration. And that was his answer. Rebecca, she was actually my ninth grade English teacher. And, and she uh,
1: made it through that. She did.
3: <laughs> so she somehow survived and talks to me. I, if I were her, I wouldn't. She was comparing the difference between education and working in the theater. She has a retirement job as a working in the house in a large theater in Houston, Texas. She says that all the difference is the manager having her back. When there's a problem, the manager has her back. As opposed to in the school, it was stressful because the school, the administration never had her back, oh, she felt right. like. And that makes the All the difference for her on that stress level. She
1: also went on in the post to say, as long as I can focus on the safety and happiness of my patrons, I can blow off the other stuff. So that's interesting.
4: With my coaching clients, it's really common that something that's stressing them is our topic. And we talk about control and influence. Mm -hmm. What can you control versus influence? It seems like for us humans, it's really hard for us sometimes to figure that out, right? Your action, your action, your attitude. That's really what you can control. That's it. Your action, your reaction, your attitude. Everything else is influence. And is it a strong influence a weak influence? So being able to think that through has been helpful in reducing stress. But the thing that I really focus in on with them as well is, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
4: name it. And now what's your plan? Because what happens is if they develop a plan of action, if this horrible thing happens, the fear doesn't control them. Because i got a plan of it's action. That's done. Sometimes they need to spend a couple weeks working on the plan, really thinking through what would be a viable plan, right, so that they feel confident that, okay, if this happens, i got a plan. But it takes the power away because that fear, yeah, maybe they don't want it to happen, but the fear that it will take them down or the fear of the unknown is gone because they have a plan, and that reduces stress.
0: Sometimes I think you talk with people about what is their biggest fear, and as soon as they start talking about it and they start talking about, what are the consequences if that really comes to be, they realize it wouldn't be that bad. It would
1: be the, survivable. The TV yeah. show, This Is Us, did any of you guys oh, watch sure. that show? Off the, and on. The couple, the guy is played by the man from St. Louis. Brown. Yeah. Sterling, Sterling, Sterling Brown. Yeah. His character and their wife, whenever they're getting stressed out about something, they play worst case scenario, where they sit down and go, okay, what is your worst case scenario? And they'll give some ridiculous fear that they have. And they'll go back and forth and then they'll just kind of go, okay, I feel better and it's done. It sounds like that's kind of similar to what you're talking about is Mm -hmm. really addressing. And I think sometimes, at least in their example, and here we're talking about therapy from a television show, (laughs) at least in their example, just hearing it out loud helps to alleviate the fear because like if you're thinking it in your head, it might really affect you. But then once you say it and you realize, well, that's not really what's likely to happen here, you can calm down a little bit. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the challenge. If we can sit here and think about all the things that do work, how do we share it with others so that they can take advantage of it? Tell so them that to they listen can to this to learn podcast. from it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. I have a little bit of a horror story. I knew a friend of mine that worked in a very highly technical, highly skilled job and was so stressed out that he actually left the job with no real plans, just kind of in the hopes of finding something else and I think when I spoke with them, and I said well what are you going to do he said I don't know work at a gas station something where I don't have to worry I mean this person essentially gave up their career to do a nothing job because he just felt like he couldn't handle the stress it's of the quality of, of life work.
4: decision yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: thanks
0: for listening to supermanager by cn video production visit our website at cn-video.com for additional episodes and lots of Super Manager resources or give us a call at 314 video me